Welcome to Tamimi Talks, an insightful podcast series on the latest legal news and developments across the Middle East and North Africa. Hey everybody, my name is Andrew Thompson. I'm head of the real estate department here at Altamimi Company and today I have been joined by Henry Sutton. He is founder of the Gulf Data Centre Association and we're looking to explore today where the industry, the data centre industry is in the Gulf right now, what are the challenges that people face, what is its future? Henry, welcome to our law update. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. So, Henry, I think it'd be useful for our for our listeners and our and our audience just if you could introduce yourself and sort of give us a little idea of your background and how you got to where you where you are right now. Sure, of course. Um, well, I think best to kind of start off with how most people get into data centres, which is usually by complete accident. I started off in in London many moons ago, and effectively started doing projects in the Gulf with a with a consultancy called Tech Consulting, which is my, my other hat on a, on a daily basis out here in the Gulf. Um, so that, that led me to working on multiple projects with local governments, real estate developers, international data operators, telecoms companies, all in the field of data centers. And what we came across throughout a couple of years that we've been out in, in the region was that um, the region was underserved and was effectively throttled by the amount of potential growth that it could, could go and experience and have because of its history, what has happened in the region and data centers prior to this, and also through a lack of understanding and information in the region. Many people saw the Middle East as too difficult or too hard or uh, didn't quite understand the opportunities that were coming through. So we created the Gulf Data Center Association in September last year, 2022, to try and kind of remove these, these barriers and hurdles that we, we see coming through. So we're all about trying to create more information for both international and local businesses related to the data center ecosystem, and that's operators, law firms, real estate developers, engineers, consultants, etc. And we're also trying to create a bit more of a, a community across the region as well. So that businesses that are working in one GCC nation can go and comfortably work in others. And then finally, we're a big believer in trying to promote the region as a whole to the international data center community. Our belief is that if more people are aware of the opportunities, it will create more investment into the GCC and all boats will rise. And that's that's the the, the hope and our, our mission that we've set out to do so far. That's, I guess, question I've got. Like or I'm talking to clients now in the, in the real estate development space, everybody is talking about data centers. And I guess what would be really interesting for me as somebody that's actually involved in the consultancy side of it is, where are we right now? Like where is in the, in the scale of development by comparison with other, other regions, where are we and how did we get here? Sure. Um, so I think that there, there, are, there are a couple of important points. The history of the data center industry in the GCC has predominantly been telecoms company led. So what has happened there is that that has meant that all the incumbent telcos of the region have done multiple services and, and walked into the data center hosting service line pretty early on. And that's the immediate change in path. So if you look at telecoms companies in Europe, in North America, etc., a lot of them moved out of the hosting space very early on and didn't continue to develop data center capacity, etc. So for the last 15, 20 years, 
we've not seen a massive boom in data centers in the Gulf region because it was all held by those local company telcos. However, um, what we've seen in the last five years is a change in how governments are viewing their, their telecoms companies. We've seen a lot of privatization in the Gulf. And we've also seen a uptick in wanting to move away from the oil industry for the majority of the GCC markets. And so that has led to a charge into identifying industries and sectors that can encourage foreign direct investment, um, but also create a kind of a staying power in local markets. And kind of globally at the same time, we've been seeing that data centers delivering um, those opportunities. So number one, they cost a lot to build and, and maintain and operate over their lifetime. So they come across as attractive centers for economic teams or government teams looking to, to attract FDI into those markets. And two, I think we've also seen a change in mentality towards what the data center does. Um, for, for a lot of people, it was an, a, an asset that supported their digital infrastructure. But actually now people are realizing that if you have a large data center market in your economy, it's like having an oil field, but you don't have to be blessed with, with the, the, you know, the, the natural resources of oil. Um, many people are counting data to be the new oil. And by having more and more of these data centers in one location, um, they're a sticky you know, product in that economy. And, and to move data around vast amounts of data being more and more difficult as we become more and more sensitive to workloads happening inside them. So with that, we're seeing an interest in developing more data centers into each GCC market. We're seeing people identify the fact that once you've built one, once you put customers in it, they're likely to stay for a long time. And then also economies are going, well, actually, if I have a data center here with company X's information in it, I might be able to attract company Y that's currently collaborating on a multitude of different platforms with company X. And we've seen that cross-pollination, I suppose, from a data perspective, come into, into the economy as well. I think finally, Andrew as well, apologies for the slight ramble on that one, but I think the other important thing is the investment side. Uh, in the last five years, we've had quite a range of global events that have kicked off, but predominantly the COVID question has come up. How has the global data center industry fared through COVID when a lot of industries went to bed, a lot of the real estate investments also have taken a knock, the office environment, for example. Well, what we've seen with COVID, COVID has actually turbocharged the data center industry. Everyone left their offices in, in prime locations of cities around the world, including the Gulf, went home, and that caused a massive strain on our digital infrastructure network, and that led to a drive of needing more data center capacity globally, let alone in the Gulf. So we've provided evidence to people that we're COVID-proof as an industry. Um, we have provided evidence that we're attractive to governments. There's a lot of incentives now being put out for governments to, to work with the data industry. Uh, and then finally, there's been a lot of noise around it being an attractive investment. So Europe at the moment is seeing a lot of competition in getting into data and assets investing. We're seeing raising high valuations on data and assets. Some might say we're probably at the top of that in, in some countries in Europe at the moment. Um, and we're seeing a local market in the GCC want to get involved. So I hope that's answered the question for you. That's, that's very interesting. I guess if I'm a real estate developer, you know, a lot of our clients here at Altimimi are, are larger regional developers. 
And I guess the question they're all asking, and the question comes in two parts. I'm going to assume no knowledge on behalf of our listeners. Can you explain what a hyperscaler is? And then can you explain what our developer clients would need to do to attract hyperscalers to their developments, to their, to their, for, for them to invest in projects that would have hyperscalers in it? Of course. So kind of running from the top, there are multiple flavors of data center and hyperscale has become the buzzword of the region. Hyperscale, as the word suggests, fundamentally relies to an enormous scale data center. But actually what we're really talking about is the customer or user behind that facility is what we do. And we, the, the, the extended version of that be a enterprise hyperscale facility for some and has become a hyperscale customer. So what does that mean? So let's go back a step, look at technology companies and how they use data centers. And also talk about enterprises, banks, buy institutions, etc. that use data centers. Um, up until the early 2000s, all the big conglomerates and global companies in the world built their own data centers. What we've seen in the last 20 years is a trend for large firms to actually migrate out of their own data centers and move into third-party co-location. And this trend has showed that basically majority of firms in the world do not need to build their own data centers anymore. Um, it's much more effective and efficient for them to build, uh, to take space in someone else's data center, third party co-location infrastructure. However, there are a handful of companies in this world that can still uh, build their own data centers at enormous scale. And those are what we call the hyperscalers. They are typically the cloud, the largest cloud providers in the world. So that would be Amazon Web Services, Google, Microsoft, Oracle, and to an extent, some of the large social media companies like Meta as well, build their own assets globally. Now, what a lot of people may not quite appreciate is that whilst these, these guys are building large data centers around the world, they are also the largest takers of data center space in other people's data centers around the world. And as a result of that, you know, take it at such a large scale, they become interactive anchor tenants to brand new data center schemes. The GCC market has jumped onto this hyperscale movement because we've had a lack of, of large hyperscale deployments in the Gulf. These big technology companies, cloud providers, have not done a lot of building themselves in the GCC region and instead have gone to local developers, local telecoms companies, and regional data operators to look after their requirements. And with that, that has set up an entire market that's now trying to attract the hyperscale customers. To answer your second point of that, Andrew, what should your clients be considering when trying to attract a hyperscale customer? Um, it's a, I'm going to give it a health warning, which is that from the initial outset, these are incredibly difficult customers to attract. They want to be walking into people's data centers that have a track record of either supporting them in other markets or have had a track record of operating data centers with little to no downtime globally for a long time. So when someone's considering building a brand new data project, if they're thinking about doing it under their own brand, a new brand, they've got a lot of different points to consider. How am I going to demonstrate track record um, that I've done this for a long time with a new company? Is it one challenge? Two, how am I going to get into these hyperscalers? The sales aspect is very, very difficult. Um, whilst you can you know, price very competitively, perhaps, um, you have a very specific niche part of the data center market, which is dominated by a handful of global uh, operators that develop and operate facilities. 
And I think what I'd be suggesting to your clients at the moment is, is hyperscale the only avenue that you're worth considering? There are other opportunities in the data in the market that are as equally lucrative and currently underserved in the region as well. Well, could you just elaborate on that? Again, because we've got a lot of people who want to who want to understand a lot of people want to get into this market. We've got a lot of our clients who you know, maybe they don't have that level of expertise, but still have an appetite to get involved, maybe not at maybe not at the upper scale. So just give me an example of what these lucrative opportunities would be. Sure. And so I think that the if I came back to my earlier discussion about the the move of enterprise moving out of their own data centers in the GCC. We're a little bit behind in that journey. So banks across the region still have, are sitting in relatively young data center assets. We're still seeing telecoms companies building their own data center assets. And so I'd be looking and advising people to not just focus on the hyperscale side, but to consider other opportunities such as co-location with these large enterprise companies. They will be moving out of their own data centers over the next few years. They're doing this because, let's take a bank, for example, um, it's not a core business of a bank to be running a data center. It's a large cost center. There's a huge amount of risk to them having effectively all their eggs in one basket or two baskets, depending on their data and strategy. And so being the, the new operator uh, on the market, I would be recommending to consider the enterprise market across the GCC. Um, a lot of people are still in their own data centers and are moving out. That would be opportunity number one. Or even some people at the smaller businesses as well, but still have little server rooms in their offices. They will also be in the same position where it's costing a lot of money to run. They've got an IT person that has a, bears a lot of risk for that firm. They'll be considering third-party operations for that as well moving forwards. And that all go into co-location facilities. So the buzzwords I've been looking at there are retail and wholesale co-location opportunities. Finally, the other opportunity that I would be promoting in the GCC is this concept called edge, edge data centers. So we typically have for many years worked around a hub and spoke model, one large facility in the middle of everything, taking our information outwards across the city, for example. And um, the edge model uh, involves putting smaller data centers in multiple locations. And why do I think that's important? Because relationship with technology is changing. So up until, you know, the well, the easiest way of looking at it is how our relationship changes with the internet as we increase the speed. 2010, 2011, most of the listeners on this podcast would have had box set DVDs, an iPod, and occasionally get a few emails to their phone. 2012 arrives and we have widespread adoption of 4G in our phones. All of a sudden the iPod goes to bed, Netflix arrives, and we're doing most of our emails via a mobile phone. We're now about to move into the world of 5G 10 years later. And that's going to be a hundred times faster than 4G. As a result of that, we have what we call low latency requirements coming through the latest technology. I'm talking things like autonomous cars, the need for cloud computing, esports, online gaming, for example, are all going to require this new type of data center called edge data centers. Um, and I've, I've put that in a very simplistic way. Um, edge has been constant, it's been around for a while. This is not very well spoken about in GCC. And I guess one of the things that my clients are asking generally is, is it a region-wide opportunity? Like we as Altamimi, we've got offices all over the Gulf, from Morocco, well, from North Africa, Morocco, to, you know, Oman, Qatar, Jordan, whatever. Is it all just Saudi? Because Saudi is the big buzzword at the moment. Is it all just Saudi? Or are we seeing this as a, as a region-wide um, growth area opportunity for, for the real estate industry? 
my personal view is it is absolutely a region-wide opportunity. Whilst Saudi has got scale to it because it has a lot of people, and in our industry we refer to them as eyeballs, the, the ultimate end customer, end user of that data that we're showing, has a lot of eyeballs in Saudi. We have markets across the GCC in North Africa that um, still need brand new data capacity, are still heavily constrained. So I'll give you an example within the GCC, the Kuwaiti market, Omani market, and Bahraini markets um, are all very, very small at the moment um, and are in desperate need for, for new capacity. Uh, facilities are on the older side at the moment, they're very small, and as a result, the existing markets are not able to compete for certain data requirements that are regional requirements. I will caveat that that what we're also seeing in the region, which is perhaps causing a bit of confusion about whether this is a regional opportunity or not, is data sovereignty laws. Um, we're starting to see all the GCC markets throw up data sovereignty laws to stop the exodus of, of you know, citizen-related data leaving their borders. And so the ability of just building one big data center in the UAE or one big data center in Saudi to serve the region is quickly vanishing. Um, so again, that kind of supports the idea of a, a regional-wide opportunity, um, but it's also bringing some people, it's kind of work for some people because they also have to consider that each market is going to need its own strategy. Um, you can't just build 50 megawatts in every single GCC market. So again, we're coming towards the end of our time here, Henry, and I guess what everybody's looking to know is what do you see as an expert in industry happening in the Gulf in the next five to 10 years? Like where, where do you see this going? Where do, where do you think we'll get? I think we're going to see a lot of building. Um, I think that the one thing, if I was to give a couple of suggestions to listeners at the moment, um, we're going to see a lot of capacity being built across the region. The great example of Saudi Arabia at the moment, there is government initiative to build 1,300 megawatts of data center supply into the market. And whilst that is great to see, and it's great to see lots of initiatives to build more capacity. I think my number one rule to anybody that's listening to this is that anyone can build a data center. Yes, they come across as very technical, um, but ultimately it is something that anyone can build. But what, what the market cannot do successfully, not everyone will be a commercialized facility and make it work for them. And it's the business angle of the commercial component of the data center that I think is going to be so interesting for the next five to 10 years. So lots of capacity coming in with good takeout from customers is expected across the GCC, but those that are taking too much risk, building too much capacity at once too early are going to see some challenges. Um, so I think that that would be my, my, my main concern. Number two, um, I think that the GCC is going to have to, as a, as a region, take a strong look into the state sovereignty rights. It's all well and good keeping a lot of information to one market, but I think that if the, if the region acts as a block, it'd be more effective than supporting the data industry and also bringing more interesting requirements to the region, let alone to a single market. So I think that is, will be a flashpoint um, over the next coming years. And then finally, I think it's also just the general regional understanding of data centers, things going to improve. You know, there are a lot of people now investigating data industry. It's currently a very, very small community of professionals across the region. I think that is going to grow rapidly in the next five to 10 years. Henry, well, thank you very much for your time. Again, Henry, how can people get in touch with you? 
Popping me an email or dropping me a line on LinkedIn would be the best. I can, my email address for the Gulf ASN Association is henry at gulfdca.com uh, and I'm on LinkedIn as well. So um, feel free to reach out to me. We do a lot of sharing information on the, the Gulf ASN Association LinkedIn and all of those considering getting to know GDC a bit more. It's free to be a member, it's free to be joining our events. So feel free to drop us a line at membership yeah, thank you, Henry. Thank you to everybody who's listening to this. If you have any, any questions, please get in touch with me, Andrew Thompson here at Altimim Company. We're happy to help you out. Um, and with that, I bid you adieu. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Tamimi Talks. Stay updated with all the latest legal news and developments on our social media channels.